When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? Your man Ike Jones here on a Monday morning. It is Monday, February 13th. And the question we are asking this morning is, is it time to hit the panic button on this season? Is Auburn basketball in danger of not making a tournament? Y'all know how we do right here. Morning drop style. Let's drop it on them. Yes, sir. Your man, Ike Jones, right here with my guy, Mike G. Morning drop style right here on the War Report. Mike G, how you feeling this morning, baby? I'm feeling pretty good. It's Monday, ready to get the week started. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're here to talk a little Auburn basketball this morning. Yeah, man. Talking basketball. The question that we are asking is, is it time to hit the panic button as fans? Coach Bruce Pearl said in the postgame presser after the Bama game that now we have to start looking at the NCAA tournament, right? Like, is this team in danger of not making the field in the NCAA tournament? Uh, let me check my notes here. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they need to start worrying. Uh, this this final stretch for Auburn basketball, the schedule is brutal. Like um, Missouri is up next. Uh, they're not going to be a pushover. The way this team is playing, I, I just don't think anything is out of play here. They need to find a way to split the last six. So three and three, I think, gets them to the tournament because they would have to have some sort of decent win in those three. Uh, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Ole Miss first. And then they end uh, with Tennessee is the last game. They play Alabama again. Mm-hmm. And uh, who is the other game? So we, Kentucky. We've got, yeah, Kentucky is the other one. So we've mm-hmm. got Missouri next, Vanderbilt this weekend. I think mm-hmm. the next one is going to be Kentucky, then Ole Miss. Then we close out with Bama, Tennessee. If I'm not mistaken, I might have those out of order. But those are definitely the final games. Yeah, so it's going to be really interesting to see. I do have now, them out of order. It's Vandy, then Ole Miss, then Kentucky, then Bama, then Tennessee. Okay, yeah. right. So here's the deal. Um, Auburn, I thought, actually played fairly well offensively in their last game, uh, all things considered. Yep. I mean, they found their way to the free throw line. Now, 32% shooting. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just not going to be. got to be better than that for sure. Yeah. 32% shooting is, is going to get you beat uh, by most good teams uh, unless you muddy up the game, and they're less than that. But at the half, Auburn was shooting 32% against Alabama, and they were 64%, and the game was tied. Right. Now, I felt like the whistles evened out, and that was advantage Bama because they were shooting better. They ended at 59%. Auburn ended at 32%. That's a recipe for a loss, even though they only lost by eight points. Right. So, you know, they've got to they've got to figure something out, right? Like, they've got to figure out 
in their minds, like, you know, again, what kind of team are we going to be? How are we going to score? How are we going to find scoring? Um, and if you can't find scoring over this last stretch, it could be very difficult for them down the stretch. And the NCAA tournament is in play. Like, this is not what they want it to be. Right. You don't want to have to go in. And Texas A&M taught us a strong run in the SEC tournament may not save. Might not. You know, unless you win it all. Right. Obviously, you get the automatic bid. So we'll have to see. We'll definitely have to see how it goes. Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe not necessarily panic time, but definitely time to take it seriously. Right. Like, yeah, there's a realistic chance that this team could not make the tournament if during this last stretch of the season. And I say if because we listen, no game is a gimme in the SEC, but you're better than Missouri. You're better than Ole Miss. You're better than Vanderbilt. Those are games you should win. Right. You should win those games. And Missouri's not a pushover game. I just think that top to bottom, Auburn's a better team than that team. Um, But then you're going to have to play a sneaky you know, laying in the weeds, giant in Kentucky who can sneak up and win, but you can win that game. I think you can win the Tennessee game. So I just gave you five of the last six games where I'm saying Auburn has a path to victory in all five of those games if we play a complete game. The only game I'm looking at and I'm saying, I don't know that we're better than that team is Alabama and we're on the road. So I don't don't know what to make of that situation, but I do think Four and two down the stretch, maybe three and three if one of those three is a convincing win. Because right. listen, when we, it's got to be one of the last three. Yeah, when we get into the net yeah. rankings, though, like you need a team that is tournament bound that you've beaten by double digits. And Auburn just doesn't have that on its resume right now. You got to win some, you got to win against a team that's supposed to be making it to the tournament right here down this final stretch. Um, Missouri might be that team that you could get in there against. Tennessee is really the team that I'm looking at that's saying, okay, they're ranked in the top 10 and you played a very close game with them on the road. You got to win that final game of the season and you got to make it convincing in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's got to be one of the last three that you have to get. Um, And you got to, you got to find a way to 20 wins, right? Auburn is 17 and eight. I think that um, 20 and 11 probably gets you to the tourney. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just, I, it's going to be difficult, man, if they lose four of these last six. You're really leaving your destiny in the hands of a bunch of subjective metrics yeah. and voters. So this is not where I think this team thought they would be come tournament time. I think even halfway through the season, it was like, ah, there are a lot to make the tournament. But uh, you keep losing, you keep losing, you keep losing. And may, hopefully Bruce Pearl, what he's done is built up enough cachet that his team gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah if they're on the bubble and it's a choice between them and some other team. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I don't know if they're there, uh, but I know that he does have the respect for the most part in most circles. So, so we'll just see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah. It is time. It is time. May, panic. Maybe not. If they lose to Missouri, then yeah. yes, panic. No, we, we lose that Missouri game. Then it is, you know, fire off the, all the missiles, figure out what you got to do. Because at that point in time, you have to beat Kentucky and Vanderbilt, excuse me, and Tennessee, in my opinion. You lose to Missouri, you can't lose to Kentucky or Vandy, in my opinion. Yeah. You've got to beat yeah. Ole Miss, who you're supposed to beat, and then you've got to beat Vanderbilt, who you're supposed to beat, and then you've got to get two of the last three against Kentucky, Vandy, and Bama. Like, you just have to. That's, that, those are facts. Um, those are facts. And again, you know, margin of victory is a thing. And th- this is the thing where I'm hopeful still, as an Auburn fan, is I don't think we've been outplayed 
in any of those games. I don't think Texas A&M outplayed us. I don't think that um, Alabama really as more. I, I I think the talent gap is pretty wide between the you know the Bama rotation of ten deep and the Auburn rotation of ten deep. I think the talent gap is pretty wide. I don't think Bama outplayed us in that game. I think that Auburn was in that game the vast majority just didn't shoot the ball well, right? But mm. shooting. It's a part of basketball, right? Like you have to be able to make baskets in order to win basketball games. Tennessee didn't really outplay Auburn in that game. So that's the thing that you have to look at and say, Auburn's not playing terrible basketball. Auburn's not getting the bounces they need as far as the shot making is concerned. And that is absolutely a reason why you could potentially lose as uh, laid out all those reasons. Oh, you could beat this team. You could be you shoot poorly. You could lose anybody. Well, let me tell you this. In a tight game, uh, I don't know that anybody has any confidence, Ike, that this team can close. Right, right now, they can't close. Uh, the shot making can be there the entire game. In the last two minutes, uh, I'm not seeing a lot of good decisions being made. Um, you know, there seems to be some panic, right? You know, logo threes, just, you know, not continuing to move the ball and do the things literally they've been doing the entire game. Right. The game changes for them in the last two minutes mentally, it appears. Uh, you know, when you're from the outside looking in and they've got to solve that because tournament time is going to be about a lot of close games. Man, the 2019 Final Four team almost lost to New Mexico State in the first round. Right. They then went on an epic run where they beat three of the top winningest uh, schools in, in college basketball history right. in back-to-back-to-back games. Right. You know, and nobody saw that. They were favored in none of those games. Right. Everyone kept picking them to lose. They're going to lose to Kansas. Oh, they're going to lose to North Carolina. Uh, They're going to lose to Kentucky. They beat all of them. So, you know, being able to close out tight games, even though they almost lost to New Mexico State and it kind of set a tone for what people thought the rest of the tournament would be for Auburn, they completely turned that around because they were on the other side. Sometimes that team would play down to the competition, but I'm telling you, they could close on anybody. Yeah. They could close on anybody. This team has to find that, and I'm not sure if they can find that this late in the season. Yeah, so here's the thing. we. We have it available to us. Um, you know, this is, I think this is, you know, one of the things I'm encouraged by in, you know, I'm a big Bruce Pearl fan and I, I get very frustrated when I see people talking about Bruce and his staff because he credits his staff often with the preparation of the game plan coming into the game of what they need to do. And I think that we've had solid game plans in all these games, even in the losses. Uh, we've mm-hmm. drawn up some stuff that has put players in positions to do things, but you still see Coach Pearl learning from his previous mistakes or things mm-hmm. that he wished he had done. I was at the Tennessee game and um, you know, one of the things that he lamented was that he didn't have KD in at the end of the game for that final shot to be able to have another option to go to against Tennessee. Um, he didn't make that mistake against Bama. KD was in late in the game against Bama and Texas A&M. So he's like, okay, listen, I got to get another creator in there. The question is whether or not the guys on the court can identify the matchup quickly enough and get it to the... That's That's the one problem I have with this team. Fundamentally is... Us, the poor recognition sometimes of where our matchup strengths are and just go to it over and make them make them stop. You don't stop yourself by taking the ball out of the hands of the people who have the matchup situations down right. there. Um, there have been times in games, and I've talked about this early offense, tonight Broom's got a guy pinned down late, or excuse me, early in the shot clock. Don't worry about running the offense. Just get the ball down to Janai and then figure out how to move off the ball because they're going to come double team him. But recognize he's got a little guy because we we got the ball up up the floor quickly. He's got a guy smaller than him pinned 
Get him the ball in good position. Let him go make a move. Let him get to the free throw line. Let him do what he needs to do. Make them expend their energy trying to figure out how to stop that, right? right. Find your matchups and go to him. Jay Will, same thing. If he's got a smaller guy on him, give him the ball down in the paint. You know he can make that little turnaround floater over just about anybody, especially if he's got somebody shorter than him on him. Like, figure out how Mm -hmm. to get into those situations a little bit better. Steal possessions is what I'm saying. You don't, you don't have to, you know, speed the tempo of the game up necessarily, but you can steal a couple of possessions where the defense isn't ready to react. So I think we just got to do a better job of that. Yeah, Auburn needs scoring from Jernai Broom. This team needs scoring for sure. from Jernai For sure. Right. He went three from 11 from the field. Um, that can't happen if, they're, if this team is going to make the tournament. Uh, so, you know, they need scoring from him. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, again, that's not the position that they felt like they would need themselves in, but that's just the reality of this team. He's got to score. Wendell's got to score. Jalen's got to score. And everybody else has to chip in just enough for Auburn to pull some of these games out. And then they've got to be a tough defensive team as well, too. So um, they accomplished, for the most part, their goal against Bama of running them off the three-point line. Right. Um, the problem was free runs at the rim. And then Bama made some tough shots at the rim, of course. Yeah. But, you know, the journey to getting to the rim was just way too easy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, to me. Our, our guard that, play you know. defensively has to get a little bit better out top. Um, you know, and, and that's another one of those things where you wish that Zep Jasper was a little bit better offensively as far as being able to create shots because he's a decent mm-hmm. spot-up shooter, right? But just like his mm-hmm. shot creation isn't there, but he's easily the best on-ball defender, right? So you want to get Zep more minutes, but you need to score. So it's like you have to figure out how to steal minutes for Zep Jasper, how to steal minutes for Trey Donaldson, who's not been a prolific scorer himself, but both of those very good on-ball defenders. KD Johnson's a better off-ball defender, in my opinion, than on-ball. Um, Mm -hmm. Wendell Green gives you a lot of on-ball effort, but his size prevents him from being like a very effective on-ball defender. Um, I think he's, again, better off-ball. He's better at shooting gaps and going and getting loose balls and things of that nature than he is in actually locking a guy down. So you need Trey Donaldson, who's fairly good on-ball. You need Zepp Jasper, who's amazing on-ball, to be able to give you more minutes. But then where do you get your scoring from when they're in the game, right? Exactly. Uh, so that's that's really the problem for this team right now is figuring out the guard rotations and how do you continue to get scoring when you need defensive stops if you're going to play this, get them off the three-point line game, which I think they're going to yep. probably try to do again against Missouri. They might play a little bit more zone against Missouri, though, um, and challenge them to take those threes. If they're hitting them, then they'll switch it up, but we'll see how that works. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. But we are going to get into these comments here. We're going to get it started off with P-Pass who says, I'm of the Auburn is a 12 seed and likely needs to win two wins in the SEC tourney. Um, I think late game shooting improves rock bottom lately and they'll grow from it. So late game Uh, shooting improves and will grow from it, says P-Pass. I think that uh, winning the three down the stretch are more important than the NCAA tournament wins. It certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. SEC tournament, yeah, it certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, what we're talking about here is you don't want to need those wins in the SEC tourney. Yeah. 
yeah, to make the tournament. Because that's like you said, that's Texas A&M last year. I think Texas A&M yeah. was a talented tourney team, but they, they should have made it. They didn't make the tournament because you know they had a big run in the SEC tournament that wasn't enough for them in the eyes of the committee. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- the difference I think between that Texas A&M team last year and this one is. As of yet, and we still have six games left, Auburn hasn't had the the disastrous bad loss down the stretch. Texas A&M had mm-hmm. some bad losses down the stretch in the regular season. Uh, Chris Sanders says, realistically, we are an average team this year, probably NIT bound, but we, we, we're still a top-tier program. Um, right. Listen, NIT bound, again, I think we still have an opportunity to to change that narrative, but it definitely is time to figure out how to get these wins. And I think the team is keenly aware of that, that they've put themselves in a position where it's win now mode. They're they're essentially in a tournament mode right now. You win and you're yeah. in, right? Keep winning and you keep and you're in. A lot of folks uh, don't want to hear that they're average, but they're average. Yeah, this is not by any means a great team. I don't think that this is a championship basketball team right now. This is a team that can sneak a couple of people Maybe even make it to the Sweet 16 if you play good enough defense and you get the right draw. But it's not a Final Four team. We just don't have the shot making or the guard play to do that, I don't think. Mm. Um, Yeah, I agree. JT Martin, it's time to hit that NIT. JT Martin is resigned to the fact no matter what happens down the stretch here, we're not going to do enough to get in there NIT time. B-Rad says we need a guy Mm. to step up and be that guy, especially towards the end of games. This is something I want to. It's got to be Wendell. It's got to be Wendell. Right? He's the only guy. He's the only guy. But this it's is, this be is something that I I, I wanted to address because people keep saying, "Oh man, Walker Kessler and uh, Jabari Smith were covering up a lot of." This is the same problem we had last year. Unless you guys have forgotten, we didn't close games well last year either. Walker Kessler and Jabari didn't change the fact that we couldn't close games last year because Jabari Smith is not a shot creator. He can he he can make big shots and he can shoot up over the top of people, but he's not a guy that's going to create his own shots. Walker Kessler, not a shot creator. Late game scenarios, you need your guards to be able to create opportunities for other people, whether it's making and creating their own shots or being playmakers for other people. We have the Facts. exact same problem this year as we had last year. The difference is probably rim protection, and you had another elite on-ball defender in Jabari to be able to help you defensively earlier in the games. But closing games late has been a problem for Auburn this season. It was a problem last year. Yeah, agreed. Um, it's just, they got to close. Yeah. They got to close and you need, you need a guy to be that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need, you need a Baba Yaga, right? <laughs> you need, you need a John Wick at the end of the game. That's going to go in and do what needs to be done and just murk fools at the end of the game and put the ball in the basket. Yeah. So it's got to be Wendell. So in my mind, it has to be Wendell. Um, I don't see anybody else doing it at this point. Uh, Matt Rue says, I wouldn't panic. Maybe time to temper expectation. I think this team ceiling is winning one game in the NCAA tourney. Interesting. Um, I don't know if that, I would say that that's the ceiling, um, but I, what I would say is that I we're we're right around what I expected the team to be. So I think it's we had different expectations probably coming into the season about where we would be at this point in the season. I have told you guys a couple of times already, I thought that this was going to be a team that lost 10, at least 10 games this year. Um, it's looking more like 11 right now if I were to put money on where we would end, possibly 12. But I think I would think 11 is probably where the losses are going to be on this year if everything plays out the way that I would assume. Um and that may be enough to get you in the tournament. And that may be enough if you get the right draw to get you a couple of wins. I still think this team could make it to the Sweet 16. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. That would be a great year for them. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. Uh, but let's just get to the tournament first. Exactly. Uh, Valencia Jackson, somebody on the team needs to step up and be a leader. We really have uh, and, and really have a good talk together without coaches and come up with something. Player-led meeting. Hey. This is what she's talking about. Every once in a while, the players get together and they're like, guys, let's get it together. Yeah. This is on, on our coaches. This is on us to step up. Yeah, and I think and that's that the truth. Is what they not need. on the coaches right now. It, yeah. The guys yeah. out there have to make shots. They have to make good decisions. They have to go out there and make plays because they're there to be made. It's 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 very frustrating to watch team miss wide open shots in crunch time when it's like you couldn't get a better look than that. Wide open, and we're just not mm-hmm. making it. That's frustrating to watch. Yep, for sure, for sure. Lawrence Robinson joins the conversation. Is Flanagan a player off the bench at this point? Mm. Who do you put in if Flanagan goes to the bench? I think Flanagan has played better for us off the bench and gives us better bench scoring. The problem is I don't know that Chris Moore is ready to be a starter again. And that that would be the guy that you would take. If you're going to take Flanagan off the floor and start someone else, it would be Chris Moore. I don't think he's ready to yeah, do that right now. Yeah, Flanagan's got to stay out there at this point. Yeah. At the, the way this team is is made up, so yeah, if Simo yeah. is is can get back to a little bit healthier, then maybe that would be a situation because I do like his defensive intensity, and you don't necessarily need another slasher um, slash score out there when you've got Wendell, J. Will, and Janai out there in your starting lineup. So you can afford to go defensively and, and energy with Simo, uh, but he's got to give you a little something. He's got to make the same kind of place he was making prior to the injury before you get to that point. I just don't know if he's there yet. Yeah, that's facts. Uh, Steve Bradley says, we will come out smoking tomorrow night, just like we did after the UGA loss, in my opinion. Well, we can only hope. Yeah. We can only hope, Steve. We can only hope. I'm definitely hopeful in that direction. P-Pass jumps back in. Dif- diversify the late-game shooting. Wendell Green is part of the offense, not all of it. And I agree with this more. I, I think you need not Broom to make shots. Yeah. Um, you know, he had some good looks down low that he missed. And to your point uh, on our live uh, the other night, he was some of them were just tough shots that just weren't falling. Yeah. Like they were rattling around the rim and they were going out. They were good looks. But, you know, we need more of those to fall. Auburn needs more of those to fall than they do to miss yeah. if they're going to have any chance here. But I think Janai Broom is where you go for more scoring outside of Jalen. and Wendell. Yeah, I mean, there was a stretch where he was putting up, you know, double-doubles with 20 points uh, in the season. And I don't mm-hmm. think that teams have played him particularly better. I just think that we haven't gone to him. Like, you look at his shot touches and his opportunities. They're just not where they were um, at some points in the season. We need to see that Janai Broom that's out there, dominant, you know, double digits, maybe even double-double before the half type of guy on a more consistent basis. Um, you know, you're going to have, again, some opportunities. It's going to be tougher against a team like Bama, who's taller and bigger, uh, but he's going to have his opportunities. we got to take advantage of him. That's, that's facts. Uh, ben Bloodworth jumps in. Does a deep run in the SEC tournament patch over our recent losing streak, or will we be this not, year's Texas A&M regardless? N- not, not unless they make it to the championship game. Yeah. In my eyes, right, um, because a, a good run uh, is – a good run may still be on the outside looking in. Yeah. Now, I think that Bruce Pearl maybe gets more of the benefit of the doubt uh, than Texas A&M's coach last year. So perception perception of program, whether people like it or not, over the last few years plays into this when you're on the bubble. Right? There's going to be some subjectivity involved uh, in those bubble teams. And, um, and when you say uh, deep run, it, I think it's got to be really deep. Yeah. 
Right. It's got to be really deep uh, or they have to win it. Obviously, you would get an automatic bid if you win it. But it, I don't know. They're in a, they, they've got to get through these next six games. I think that needs to be the focus because everybody makes the SEC tournament. Right. Right. Everybody gets a chance to make it to the NCAA tournament by winning, no matter how bad you were. Um, but you're going to have to play a lot of games if you're a bottom seed uh, to get there. And the chances are very, very unlikely. So, yeah, I mean, so like figure it out. right now we don't get that, you know, first weekend or first day by like we did last year in the SEC tournament. So you're going to have to win what four or five games to, to win the tournament this year. Um, that's not a it's not easy. That's not an easy proposition yeah. to do. Uh, yeah, that's hard. Leanne Owens jumps in. We've just had a few bucket. We just haven't had a few buckets drops. Best team only beaten us. Best teams only beaten us by single digits. I just read that terribly, yeah. but go ahead. Yeah. 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 They've been in these games. Yeah. I think that's why we were having the conversation about closing. Can this team find a way to close? And down the last five minutes, two minutes, I, I not a lot of confidence right now based on what they've done. That they can do that. So if they can find that, then they do have a chance to go pretty deep, I think, into the NCAA tournament. Yep. Uh, super chat here from Kyle Sweat, who says, thanks so much for all the content and providing a place for for the family. There is no offseason with this crew. Yeah, hey, listen, the two guys you're looking at do this for a living. So yeah. listen, we're, we're here for you guys. We have no choice but to go hard. And we appreciate you guys continuing <laughs> yeah. to go hard with us, man. But yeah, no, we don't yeah. plan on taking an offseason. We, you know, we have to rotate days where people are off. Uh, but we're going to keep dropping content for you guys. And we have so much. Co- I you know I have to say this often because I think people forget when I say, man, we got a lot of great content coming for you guys until we drop it. Then y'all are like, oh, he wasn't kidding. Like, I don't just be talking when I get on here and start talking, man. Yeah. We got so much content ready for y'all, man. We we're not playing out here, man. We're about to come with it this this offseason means that we just got to turn up in different ways, right? So we're going to turn mm-hmm. up in every way possible. Uh, we're going to be bringing you guys a lot of great stuff coming up. So just keep tuned. Make sure you're subscribed. Turn on your notifications, all that stuff, man. Yeah. It's coming. Uh, Haley Tubbs jumps in. In all honesty, we need a little good luck. We haven't, we've, we have definitely been trapped in a series of unfortunate events as of late. I'll have to yeah. agree with this. Yeah, yeah. Listen, and it's not just like bad bounces. It's been poorly officiated games. Yeah. Right. And Auburn is not good enough to overcome poorly officiated games right now. So uh, they've got to build a lead, hold a lead and figure out how to close. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And and get a little luck. Yeah. But, you know, by luck, uh, I mean, refs can really kill your luck. Yeah. They can really kill your luck. I think in no sport can a referee control the flow of the game more than a referee in basketball. For sure. Right. I mean, you know, you can have a bad call in football, I guess. Right. But like, I mean, things happen so fast in basketball, you know, just the way they're calling the game, calling fouls. It makes you play differently. It makes you do. Yeah, I just feel like in football, you know, they're calling holding or they're not right. Like you just keep playing the way you're playing. But in basketball, they can really change the way you play the game. So that's been happening to Auburn lately, man. Yeah, it definitely impacts um, the the aggressiveness of how you're playing, right? If it's a physical game um, and, and you're taking a team's physicality away, um, mm-hmm. then it's it's hard for them to adjust because a part of your game plan is we're going to be physical, right? If I can't be physical, I'm going to get whistled every time. That changes my game plan a lot, right? So you have to let them muddy it up or call the whistles evenly. I, if it were even foul calls, then it's still not a problem, but still that that referee, to your point, changes the trajectory of basketball games a lot. Uh, another super chat here, Lawrence Robinson says, are y'all off them jobs? The answer to that is a resounding yes. Do you think 
I would be working somewhere and here with you guys every morning and my employer would 10 be, o'clock. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, right. I don't know what kind of job you thought I had that would allow me to do this, but no, yes, oh, we are funny. off the jobs right oh, now. We are off the jobs. So we yes. appreciate every dime that you guys give us right now mm-hmm. because that helps us to continue to do the stuff that we do. Great question here from um, Lawrence. He says, is, Room, is Broom a rhythm player? Is he a guy that needs to heat up? Um, mm. I think Broom is a guy who needs to be engaged early, right? Like if he sees the ball coming his direction early or he's getting early rebounds, mm-hmm. he'll continue in that trajectory. He doesn't necessarily need to take a lot of shots or make shots early. He just needs to feel like he's been involved in the flow of the offense and all of his touches don't need to come on uh, some sort of high handoff to somebody at the top. It needs to come in the paint. Let him touch it like in in the in post position, even if he has to pass out of that. I think that mm-hmm. that engagement for him helps him to continue to be locked in um, so he doesn't feel like, oh man, well, I ain't never going to touch the ball this game. Just reward him. Reward your big guy for doing the stuff that he's supposed to do by hitting the board, setting the screens, getting in good post position. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all that. Yeah. So um, I think that Janai Broom is, is is a guy that, like, like Mike said earlier, he's crucial to what Auburn needs to do offensively. You got to get him his touches. You got to get him involved. And he has to find ways of getting boards and all those sorts of things to get him involved as well. But you need to, to run some offensive sets through him, not just have him involved or out there on the floor, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. They've got to find scoring through Janai. Yep. They have to. All right, y'all, we are about to get out of here. We appreciate everybody who's commented and come in here. We'll holler at you guys on the next time around. War Eagle, War Rapport, we are out of here. Peace.